Yo, 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 you are now tapped in to the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont Williams the first, Baba Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, a little lady in the house. And we have a special guest in the building, Big Dick Dashley. Would you like to announce the special guest? We have Alicia Yvonne Zion in the house, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? How you live? How you live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alicia is an advocacy uh, expert on vaccination. She came in today uh, to talk about vaccines, good, bad, the ugly, y'all about to hear, you are on the Full Disclosure Show, welcome, Alicia. Oh, thank you, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, how we living, how we living, people? Oh, man, this is wonderful, it's still Capricorn season, and you know what, I gotta do this, it is a national holiday, today is January 5th, it is Benita Mitchell's birthday, happy Woo! birthday, Bonnie, happy Bonnie. birthday, happy birthday, Happy birthday, Bonnie! Oh, I love you so. That's that's all you get. <laughs> that's my big sister Bonnie' birthday. She's fifty-five today. She don't look no. She she look like she's thirty-five. That's a big happy birthday, Miss Bonnie. Big, happy birthday. My big bun B. That's my baby. So, what's going on, people? We're ready to get. We're gonna have a really great show. I can feel really it. Great I can feel it in my bones. Really great shit. So what we gonna we gonna go ahead and get into the proceedings. Who all we got out here? Anybody tapping in with us already? We got here. Yeah, Patrick. What's up, P? You know what I'm saying? One of the regular. What's up? Appreciate the love, man. The support. Oh man. Oh man. You know what I mean? Everybody that's we trying to push this thing forward as far as we can get it, and we need y'all. We can't do it without y'all. So share it. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Comment on it. We 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 want to have more guests. Try to get more y'all on here. Call us. What's the call in number? Hey, it's 330-578-4230. So without further ado, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get into this first topic of the day. We're going to talk about the ADOS. And for those who don't know, that's Afri that's American Descendants of Slaves. This is something I'm just getting. I've, I've been seeing it everywhere. You know, you're going down in this, this ADOS, and I kind of wasn't sure what it was, so... We start, you know, so we was like, well, let's put it out there. Let's talk about it. Because what it, what it, what it is, is my, from my understanding, it's supposed to be an identification, exactly what it is, American descendants of slaves for reparations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, trying for us to create our own identity, our own, similar to what Jesse Jackson did with the whole African-American thing. Correct. You know, before we was that, we was just Negro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was Negro. And then it was like, Africa. now we're African-American. Now this whole thing, ADOS, is supposed to let us identify under one root, under one, uh, uh, I don't know what's cut, not cut, identity or one ethnic group. Ethnic group mm -hmm. So that we can uh, go to Congress and go to the, uh, the UN and, and make a case for reparations. But what I'm seeing that's happening is like it seems like with all these other what happened with the Black Lives Matter is like these movements seem to get perverse. So we're now where we're I was just got into a a debate with a guy and we were talking about the Queen of Slim movie. And then he brought up, well, they're not ADOS. And I was <laughs> I said I don't understand what that had to do with anything, but you know, it's, so it's like not so then that, that prompted me 
to look up this whole ADOS and, and uh, get what it's about. And there's an article that I wanted to read. Let's see if I can get to it here. I don't know if, you, if Rich, you got it on deck. Oh, yeah, I want to read, read this article real quick, and then we can get into the, the comments here. Let me... I'm going to share it right here in the, in the thread, y'all. See if I can find it, but... Here we go. Here's this one. Let me go back. What's up, Otis Hope? Um, on your subject, I just want to say I read something Kill about Illinois. Right. Um, a little suburb in Illinois outside Chicago just recently said they're going to do the reparations. They're going to start a fund for reparations okay. off the marijuana tax. I first seen that this morning, so that's like awesome. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is to cap off at ten million or something. Yeah. Like that. Okay. For that only that neighborhood, but I mean that could be a wonderful. Yeah. So right here, she's deciphering the new movement online. And she's going into saying, she spent weeks trying to figure out what was true, what was not true, about American descendants of slaves, a group aiming to create new racial designation. She, I write a lot about social movements, which inevitably leads to grappling over which group to cover it over. Let me skip to all that here. It goes to support, supporters of the group call it a burgeoning social movement strong enough to sway black voters away from the Democratic Party, which they say has been far more, more focused on immigrants than struggling black people who have been in the country for centuries. But detractors dismiss ADOS as a hashtag or Twitter promoted by conservatives and trolls. And they interviewed people across the country who said they established ADOS chapters in Atlanta, Columbus, and, and Los Angeles. But, you know, they were few and far in between. And I'm paraphrasing some of this stuff here. And then there was someone who also considered ADOS to be astroturf rather than a grassroots because one of the group's founders <laughs> has served on the board of a well-funded anti-immigration organization. They said the ADOS message had been amplified by fake online accounts. Okay, so there we go. Just going into some of the the, the the contrasting messages that you get that you're getting that from this ADOS. Like I said, I kind of compare it to the Black Lives Matter movement, where you had the sentiment Black Lives Matter, and then you had the protest group. Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. and you were seeing this backbiting and fighting between, you know, people who didn't want to be connected to the actual protest group, but had to actually come out and, you know, and then a, a few times people have said, uh, uh, we have the Black Lives Matter flag in the back, and they, they make it, you know, they mention every time, well, that's a, a movement backed by homosexuals and such and such and such and such, and it's like, well... We're not talking about the protest group. We talk about the sentiment that Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just want to just discuss this whole uh, dynamic that's taking place with this American descendant of slaves. And we, while, while we would uh, like to go ahead and get our guest, special <laughs> guest, her first take on this. Wow. Well, you know, I have to agree. Like you said, the movement or the organization and the sentiment seem to be separated in a way. And all of us, we agree with the sentiment. There's mm -hmm. no way, right? But mm -hmm. unfortunately, it seems like it's another thing where um, What's up, we're oh? able to put our minds together and our powers enough together to work 
to push with the organization. I think that we all feel a little skeptical or hesitant to definitely want to jump on the bandwagon with a group, even though we agree with the sentiment. No, mm. I mean, so I don't know what to say. Is that saying that it's out in the air? I mean, is it our difficulties to work together? I see so many times it's, we just are quick to mm. look for the um, weakness in organizations and then we don't want to participate. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because right, I think right. we should investigate better. Yeah, but the yeah. truth is we investigate each other with a um, fine tooth comb when it comes to black organizations. Yeah, but if it's a white organization, which I'm going to get to later when it's my subject topic, we, you know, we only take a glance and it's good because we already knew it was good. Yeah, yeah. We already it's white, it's right. Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately, when it, if it's black, it got to be perfect or right. we can't really co-sign it easily. And, and I, you can't even really be black, perfect because we're always finding something wrong with something. How can it be perfect? Because like we said, we got full lives. We're living in this this time period. There's That's so right. many things going on for each of us. And it's so easy for us to just miss over or have some small indiscrepancy that'll leave the um door open for somebody to criticize us, yeah. you know and i hate to say it because i think that might be my own rooted i i haven't participated with the black lives matter organization individually so but um when i say that it's not because it's not important to me and i it very much i mean of course black lives matter and i understand why this needs to be said um you know more than every every life matters but mm -hmm. we got a right for all the shit that happened in this country to stand up right now, what's happening with our justice system and everything and say black lives matter. And it's a whole statement with different weight more than anybody could say. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we yeah. have a reason and a purpose. So, but I'm going to interject again. Once again, we talk about okay. Ados. Ados. Right. We talk Ados. about Ados. You know, it sounds funny cause it sounds like Adolf. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I don't know what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we were talking about it. Yeah. Acronyms so, are important. Yeah, acronyms are important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, to, I mean to derail you, but no, I, I didn't want to go from you know the Adolf's movement to the Black Lives Matter because they're oh, okay. to, two totally right. different mm -hmm. things. You're right, and I understand what you were doing. You're driving home a point using that juxtaposition. Well, I just had to go to Black Lives Matter because I wasn't even familiar to with Adolf's as a term or whatever until you introduced me yesterday. So I'm new. I can't comment on that. I don't know. comment on? Yeah. I think like most everybody here at this table, I agree with the sentiment, but it always seems as if when, some, when we're trying to start a positive movement or trying to get something done, you always have these trolls that want to come in and throw salt in your game. And now we got these people wanting to separate each other. They hijacked the movement. Yeah. They hijacked the name. And now it's causing people to perpetuate the perpetuate the whole idea of divide, divide, and divide. Yes. We always feel like we have to divide ourselves from everybody. It's like black people wanna wanna not be black. And real quick before it, I didn't I was looking for in that article, it was saying that they were they were encouraging people to identify as A D O S and not look for their ancestral roots in Africa. You know what I mean? Which to me seems counterproductive. But yeah. go ahead. Then. Like, well, how are you supposed to be identifying with your ancestry, but you want to deny your African roots? I mean, if you're black, then your roots start from Africa. So how can you deny mm -hmm. your whole African heritage? And that's what it seems like black people, not all black people, but black people want to uh, separate themselves from that. 
And if you're not this, then you can't be this. We can't be more than one thing. We always have to be either or. You know, why can't I identify with my African African heritage and also identify with my other, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So why? And I just don't understand why it has to be one or the other. People aren't people aren't one dimensional. And before you before you uh go, chime in, Riz, I wanna say real quick. This reminds me, this is the reason why I decided to vote this last election, right? Because even though I have been disenfranchised and still disenfranchised with the political system, no, I don't believe in it. No, I don't. But at a certain point, it has to believe when are we as are going to be able to move forward on one agenda, on one platform together, whether we disagree or not. Like, when do we get to that point where, okay, like I can say, well, you this religion or you this religion or you this uh, uh, political, and it, I, but we gotta, okay, how I feel about this or how I feel about that. No, well, let's get together mm-hmm. and say this is what we're gonna do and how we're mm-hmm. gonna push forward. So I was like, okay, if we're gonna do that, I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll participate because mm-hmm. even though how I might feel, you know what I mean. If, if we got, if we're gonna push together on one agenda, let's push together on one agenda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, if you you ask me to say, I mean, for one, you know, shout out to Antonio Moore. And uh, in Yvette for even starting this, you know those those are the founders. Yes. Yvette, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, give it up to them yeah. because oh, you know um, yes. they gave some direction to something. And the reason why Ados is important is because in order for you to even go to the world court, this is how you sue for reparations. You have to be recognized as an ethnicity or a religious group. So you know you have Jewish people who have sued the Nazis, and for the Holocaust. Um, back when we put Japanese in internment camps during World War II, they were able to get their funds. Uh, also, when you think of the Seminole Indians and the free black slaves during the French Revolutionary War, they helped. The only people who got compensated were the Native Americans. They didn't compensate the free, uh, the uh, escaped Africans that helped. So what, what ADOS does is it gives the opportunity for people who are of African-American, slave descent an opportunity to become an ethnicity or recognized as a racial group it's very important now the thing is i start i'm just like you i start to see some extreme identity things going on here you know it's almost like the separatist uh issues that you see within like nazi germany the whole nine you know it's us not them a lot of the things align with the xenophobia that you see within the republican party so you got donald trump who is uh, totally against immigration. You have Adolf, who was totally against immigration. My thing is, I can't tell a group what to do, and I don't know if it's outliers. I don't know if it's the fringe elements of of this, because sometimes you might have somebody who say they're associated with something, but they might not have any say so in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it could be people of an organization, but this is just how they feel. So I haven't heard Antonio Moore uh, say anything. I shared one of his videos in the group, and I think it's a very important thing because. He uses concise statistics to describe what happened in the last 10 years and why we lost a lot of wealth. But within every single movement, there are outliers and people who become extremists within it. The more you hate something, the more you become what you hate. So you always have to watch out for that particular thing. If you hate tyranny, you become someone who's of tyranny. If you hate monarchy, you become a monarch. If you hate oligarchies, you become an oligarch. And, And you know what, too, man? It's okay to be skeptical. 
You know, it's all right to, to be skeptical when you see a movement or you see something that's happening. It's all right to, you know, let me let me check this thing out. It seems like people just seem to fall on one side of the fence or another, like automatically without even understanding what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. let, let you know, like me, I'm like, okay, let me see what side of the fence I should fall on this. Let me let me do my due diligence and see what they're saying. What, you know, and it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense as a political movement for, for reparations, you know. But other than that, you know, we get into the truthfully, you know, we, we talk here about Pan-Africanism. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if we want to be as powerful as we are, as we can be, we need to connect with the resources of Africa. What, what this ADOS is kind of, some of, some of the rhetoric is kind of sending to that. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we need to connect. We need to connect with the power structure of Africa. We need to connect with the research of Africa. And we wouldn't need reparations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, like, and I was going there, and as I was saying, you know, just kind of finish my thought and I'll, and I'll get off my soapbox. I don't know if that's the leadership or people who say that they're associated yeah. with it. Because once again, you're going to always have, and right now you got bots, you got people coming in, they're trying to dissuade you, they're they trying to confuse you. Until I hear Antonio Moore say this or Yvette, Carnell said, I don't know. They did have a summit back in October in Kentucky, um, in which I wish that I was really aware of it at that time so I could yeah. see what their message is. Once again, I think it's an ingenious thing. We need to solidify ourselves as an ethnicity, an ethnic group, a religious group, whatever it is. And actually, I'm glad that it falls more under a social or ethnic group more so than a religious group. Right. You know, But some of the fringe elements, once again, we concentrate sometimes on the wrong thing as a people. And I'm not saying that it's Adolf that's doing this, but what's being represented. Why are we xenophobic? Why, why do you hate immigration so much when the person who oppressed you is not the people who are coming into the mm-hmm. country, it's the people who stole it, you it, from another country it doesn't have you over to here be, to build their country? So, go ahead. It doesn't have to be at, at the exclusion of others. Doesn't you know what I mean? Well, I think it, the bigger conversation, what you said, the Pan-Africanism, Okay, first, recognize me as an ADOS. I am an American descendant of a slave. But in the bigger scheme of things, I'm African as well because that's part of my ancestry. Just like I've always said, you have the Hebrew Israelites. You have the Moors that founded in Spain. Then you have the black Moors. And then you have people who are uh, comedic or you have people who are conscious. In the big scheme of things, that is pan-Africanism. Now, there are individual groups in there, but why are we fighting so hard to separate ourselves from A, B, and C? All of it is true. Mm-hmm. When you're the first people on the planet, everything that you're saying is true. Right. You are Hebrew. You, 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 you are a Kemetic. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are a Hebrew Israelite. You, you are a Moorish American. You are all of that because you founded everything. Now, we can't get caught up. This seems like just an identity war in a large degree. Why are we cutting off the root? Don't cut off the root. Recognize yourself as a ADOS, recognize yourself as a Black Lives Matter, whatever it is. But in the larger scheme of things, once again, I still say nobody wants to be sub-Saharan. Everybody wants the light-skinned cousins, no offense. Ah, ah. No, no, nobody wants the sub-Saharan stuff I'm thinking what you got. Yeah. But for real, we always want the, the, the pretty thing. Well, yeah. we it's still a large level of brainwashing that goes on. The thing is, let's get the reparations. But not, let's, let, let's not just wait for reparations. What's up, lady? What's up, Tanya? Let's start moving the conversation ahead of that. You know, let's not wait for something that we are owed, not mm-hmm. given. They're not giving us anything. They owe us that. Yeah. Right. But we're not going to wait for what we're owed. 
we're going to start making movements then. And I digress from there. Yeah, there's some comments then. At least okay, yeah, let me go ahead. Uh, Otis said divide and conquer. Time is, uh, you are you are what? I didn't know what she said. Okay, time went on to say, Rich, you're right. You are what you're fed. Hate handed with care is what you become. Yeah, let's go ahead. I'm sorry. Anybody else? Yeah, I, I, I just want to, it's the name. Um, seems like there's a lot in the name, but I didn't like the name when you first just told me yesterday. I said, okay, I can be aware that I am a descendant of a slave, all right? But I didn't like the name. I understand the purpose, though. If it's so yeah. we can get reparations, Precious. I'm all for that. Okay, yeah. I'm rolling with it. Yeah, I'm rolling with that. That's, Give me my that's 25. good. But in put the same my 30s token, on my car. Let's we know, when we, like you said, we like to take it Lifetime back to the Egyptian knowledge that Popeye we're descendants of kings and queens, too. So <laughs> why you want to name us and title us the descendant of slave first? for Even for reparation purpose, it seems... Um, I, think, I think some of... I think, I think some of it too is just for that to take, you know, people still have a, a negative connotation of this feeling when we talk about slavery mm -hmm. and you're talking about being the sin of the slave. And I think that alone maybe rubs people the wrong way because they don't want to identify with slavery and being a slave. But how about that's the only history that's taught to us exactly. with the school and, system and, and, right and, now. And, we don't and, hear know, about the other stuff. Exactly. We and that's, that's one of the self-defeating things. One of the, I guess, side effects that can come along with it is you... You, you're separating from everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, we are more than just descendants of slaves. You know what I mean? And slaves are descendants of kings and queens. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, right. So, and if they had a little, tribalism. Yeah. Extreme tribalism. Right. You know, all of it is true. It's, to me, it reminded me of the whole, I'm sure you guys know, within the family, somebody had a debate about whether you want to be applying for Social Security <laughs> Um, as having a mental illness and so some people go for it I want to get the money and some people are like no I'm mm -hmm. not about to take the label of, mm. of the mental illness so that I can get the money mm -hmm. um, so to me I almost feel like that's the same thing like I I don't want to be even though I know it's true don't call me that when before we were slaves we were so much right, more yeah. and that's I just can, a I feel, I feel that I feel Bob that. came in he said we should unite under the banner Negroes African Negroes, American Negroes, Australian Negroes, Ados yeah. Negroes. Yeah. And Otis said, oh, okay, I get it now. And, and you know, this is why we bring this stuff up. Yeah. What it is, because a lot of people didn't even know what Ados was. But it is an organization that is, is there to make sure you recognize as an ethnic group in order to get the reparations we deserve. And we ain't asking nobody right, for nothing. Right. They deserve it. We deserve it. Our ancestors went through a lot to get this. You know, while they were planting seeds for you to worship this and Follow that. They were raping, killing, selling, and exploiting you. You deserve everything I, that is coming to I you. I got to bring this up. Okay? Talk to me. Because yeah, I, I feel like right in the light. But besides that, I just want to say my, my friend did bring up, as we were talking about reparations, she said, well, you know, they still are going to have to break down um, the fact of what about people that are of mixed race? You know, will they get a portion? Are we going to break down this reparation amount they get depending on how much of a percentage of a descendant of a slave you are? You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Well, see, what happened is the reason why ADOS came around, you go back to the Civil Rights Movement, it was meant for black people to get what they were owed in America. Because after slavery ended, they came up with two things. One was the federal jail system. They, they, start, they start imprisoning you for being indigent or for being ignorant. Well, if you never had education, you just coming out of slavery, of course you ain't gonna know how to read. Mm -hmm. So you, you were vagrant, I could put you in jail. Then you had years of Jim Crow. <laughs> and uh, segregation, redlining, the whole nine. So you were excluded from the 
American dream purposefully. So civil rights movement was like, hey, it was kind of thought if I could work beside them, if I could do this, then I'm equal. Obviously, you know that they, if you if you run a monopoly game, you're going to change the rules in the middle of it to make sure that you're always winning. Mm. So the first thing they did is, okay, it was for black people, civil rights. Then it became for women. Then it's now gays really running. And really? now a white woman is considered a minority. A white male who is injured in war is considered a minority. What is a minority? I don't know what a minority is. I know what a black is. I know mm. what a black person is. You know what I'm saying? Now... You got people who are probably from South Africa who have now moved to America. Are they not African American? You said, See, are they not? Are they not? They are. Well, it takes so long to get to be American well, if you're moving. What, right? what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is For this everybody. you could be from Africa and be an African American and not be black. These things are right. for us, for the people who actually suffer. Everyone has been brought right. to some sort of restitution in history, except for you. You deserve it. Stop thinking that you asking for something that you not deserve. This is the one thing I really think Ados has right. Mm. The, the identity politics. I don't agree with all of that, but I don't know if that's coming from the top or is that the fringe elements right, involved right. within the people who are who are who are mixed up. And it makes sense. You know how people can just take sense, something and then run with it themselves. Yeah. At least you want to have I'm just wondering on. what's going to be the criteria to get in. I mean, honestly, I, I wonder. And like, I, you know, all our governmental laws and whatnot, like I was saying, when they said in the right. first place, what, what it takes to be black. They said, oh, you only need one, one drop, drop of blood. blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's all it takes. But that was okay? used to exclude you. But go ahead. You're ex absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. But even more so, I'm thinking at this point, it's, it's so that um it's to exclude you from white America. Correct. As a black person. As a black right. person, yeah. Uh -huh. Hey, think of the Homestead Act of 1869, you know, when they're giving 180 acres away and then you had to just, uh, you had to cultivate two acres. You, you were able to keep 180 acres. Everyone in America was involved in it except for who? Oh, Descendants of slaves. Mm -hmm. You are Go tapped ahead, in to the Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont Williams, the first, Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady house, and his special guest, Miss Alicia in the house. Yeah, at least you want to give a final thought before we move on to the next. Um, I just think that we definitely need to do our research on Eidos to, you know, before you just jump into this group or follow this group because... Or hate the group. Or yeah, hate the group. Or love the group, whatever. We don't yeah. know exactly what they're about because of all the little trolls and yeah. people saying this and people saying that. Um, I think that if we, as African Americans... Take the time out to get that DNA test to find mm. out where your ancestors came from. I think that that will that will help to heal us. That will help to uh, bring some realistic truth <laughs> to mm. what we say and the goals that we're trying to reach. I think that's something that should be considered. That we get our DNA test to see exactly. Mm -hmm. Where we come from? Yeah, we, we can't we can't do it at the and, and just exclude everything else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, we're gonna move right along here. You know what I mean? To uh, to a uh, special guest, we're gonna give her the microphone and let her. Oh yeah, wow! Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Well. <clears throat> Without further ado. Yes. <laughs> well, just briefly, I want to just introduce myself. My name is Alicia Zion, and I thank you guys so much for inviting me to be here. It's, it's wonderful to be able to talk to people. Um, I just want to say everything, my whole mission and where I'm at right now, it started off 
um, before I had kids and I, and I started researching. Matter of fact, when I was pregnant, I wanted to do everything to the best of my ability. And I want to say, um, coming from a background as a performer and a model, I wanted to uh, look out for my health the best way. I wanted mm -hmm. to try to protect my body. And I think I figured out quite a few different things along the way. That as I um, progress, I'm realizing where's the awareness on these topics, different things that I didn't have to suffer from myself, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, right now, tonight, I really wanted to talk about what's going on with vaccinations in this country mm -hmm. and really to bring up the topic in case people weren't aware that currently our um, freedom to refuse what is being introduced, not just vaccines, but any me medical intervention, okay? Our freedom to refuse different things are being attacked by different bills across the country right now. And um, if oh. anybody knows in California right now, uh, people cannot just refuse vaccinations and still send their kids to public schools. Oh. So that's the issue. And I feel like when I'm bringing it up to the black community at large, I always get the response of what are you talking about? You know, mm -hmm. people just don't seem aware. And every time I'm trying to participate in things to protect my rights or freedom to deny what's going on because I feel like I've been aware knowing what I didn't want that um, I never see black faces there and um, so that's the reason why I really wanted to come on a full disclosure show I want to say um, hello to everybody and if people know like for instance a big part of it is the autism epidemic that's going on um, I think all of us we know different families we have friends we went to high school and we know people that currently have children uh, that were labeled being on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I just think that we need to bring up the debate and talk about it. We don't talk about the subject like we don't talk about mental illness and many other things. Yes, right. um, but I want to hear what people have to say. And I want to see why, um, if anybody has some input as to, you know, how come we're not speaking out about this? I hear a lot of different people saying our whiteness and our um, question everything, but I really don't find that topic being questioned and to me it's of utmost importance because you know if your blood ain't right if your blood ain't right we ain't right mm -hmm. yeah. so why can we just be trusting to turn our blood of our kids or even ourselves eventually over to a system this westernized medical system mm -hmm. that has proven to be um untrustworthy over and over oh. again for our people so, I mean, that's really what I wanted to talk about. And besides that, I did specifically want to bring up some bills that affect Ohio and my district that I live in currently that are set in place to specifically take away our right to exemption. So if people don't know, right now here, I want to tell everybody out there, hello, you do not have to um, inject your kids with everything the pharmaceutical industry suggests just for them to go to school. So the whole thing about no shots, no school is not true. Do oh, your research. Okay. Look into it. But aside from that, um, I just wanted, wondering if anybody wanted to say why, as black people, why are we so trusting of this medical system or mm -hmm. different systems that, mm -hmm. where, the, where is the real positive outcome oh. for us? And why do we continue to trust it so blindly is really my question here on the full disclosure oh, shot. Wow. All right. <laughs> Well, so anybody want to tell me, that's what I'm wondering. But I mean, and specifically, um, you know, this happened in California. They can't send their kids to public schools uh -huh. without this. And and also, just to bring up some names, and I hope that people look into it, but it was a um, Senator Richard Pan who participated in the SB 276 bill and bringing that into law in 2015. And now we have Californians scattering 
to see if they can homeschool their kids, if they can do private school, what they can do. The people who are aware enough to know that, hey, we don't want everything that the pharmaceutical industry is introducing. And just one more thing. The thing is, um, I also wanted to know how many people currently might be aware that, you know, the, the pharmaceutical industry were uh, relieved of their liability in 1986 when the government made said, hey, you guys aren't liable if you kill people, whatever. We're going to create this vaccine court that if somebody got some complaints, if your child mm -hmm. dies right after, you go to the court. And then, so that's kind of like removing them from any other business in America. What else works that way? You yeah. know? Yeah. Because if you tell me, hey, this car and this the problems, then I got the right to look and say, you know what? That's not the car that I want to get because yeah. you told me your bad experience. But unfortunately, in, right now in this country, the parents who were able to get a portion of this billion-dollar payout that's been coming from this vaccine court to damaged families, I'm going to tell you, I probably know what these people look like. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I'm telling you, I don't I don't see our people, even though it's affecting us the most, and, and research, scientific research is showing that. Yeah, you know, how come I'm not seeing these upset mothers at these different rallies to fight for our rights? How come I don't see the black community there? So if anybody could give me some answer, that's what I really would like to know. Oh, okay. Well. So, just wondering what you think, guys, right? I do know for a fact that in Ohio, you do not have to get your kids vaccinated in order to go to school. I know that because I am exempt. I have exempt my kids from getting vaccinated and my kids attend school. Uh, I haven't had any issues with it. I figure one of these days that may happen. Hopefully my kids will be out of school by the time that happens. But that doesn't mean that I won't advocate for someone or advocate the situation because the whole reason why was because I was starting to run into people that I knew who were saying that once they got their kids vaccinated, that their kids um, was on the autism spectrum. Right. And their kids became autistic and they, as well as these other um, disorders that they now, we now have all of a sudden. And I actually have a friend, I hope she's watching, where her son is autistic, you mm. know, and she says that it was, she feels that it's because of the vaccination. She did too. Now, see, thank you, because I think you yeah. are a person that's seeking awareness, and that's yeah. why you're on with this show, because right. I haven't even got that good of a feedback from anybody. Yeah, and, so. and I do see that in our community that it's not something that people talk about. It is something mm -hmm. that's not discussed, right. but here... Every time I turn around, I'm talking to a mother or I'm meeting a mother whose son is autistic and they only became autistic after the vaccinations. Before the vaccinations, their kids were functioning at a normal level, a normal pace. Mm -hmm. And then once they start getting older, they start the kids start losing the ability to walk, talk, crawl, do things that, that, that you normally do at that age. And so, which made me to start looking into it and start reading up on all these stories and start doing all these research. And I had a hell of a time to try to find the ingredients that was in vaccinations. And I still don't know all the ingredients that was in the vaccinations. So, it is a subject that needs to be talked about because it is destroying our kids. It is making our kids develop these learning disabilities, um, mental disabilities is causing mental issues. I also mm -hmm. feel like, you know, I have a family member that had they not got these vaccinations, 
they wouldn't have led the life that they led. They led, and I feel like the vaccinations led to one thing, which led to them having to take medicine for that thing, which led to them yes. having uh, certain addictions, and now they're in a, a predicament that I feel like that's not who they are because when they're not on that medicine, they're a totally different, different person. person. But they only had to get on that medicine because of the side effects of these shots. Right. And they're adults now, and they're still not mentally at the level that they should be. And, and if you know this person, that person is very smart, mm-hmm. but they just make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's part of that is because of these vaccinations. Uh, so Wow, that's amazing yeah. that you even yeah. said that. You know what? Right. Well, before you go on there, yeah, we, got we, should, we got some comments. TC Poppy said, if vaccinations work, then why do they call unvaccinated children a danger to yeah, vaccinated exactly. children? Exactly. I've always wondered that. Uh, Ty yeah. Mitchell said, that's what happened to Angelo. And I did not uh, just talk about Angelo uh, earlier. Because uh, he was operating cool till she took him. But anyway, Angelo, he was good until his vaccination shots. All, all three at one time. It still hurts. Candy, I was just talking about that. TC Poppy went on to say vaccination laws were pushed by pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm, they Derek, were. you're about to say something. Oh, no, no. Well, well, let me, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, we, we talk about this on a lot. We're just showing a lot. We talk about, we just had a topic when we talk about brainwashing, right? We talk about indoctrination. People's minds have people think a certain way because of how they've been programmed to think. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of that when it comes to the Western medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I say all the time, like, a, you know, the doctors know that they can cure certain things with a, with a proper diet without medication, but they're not going to tell their patients this. And because people, t- because the doctor is telling people that, oh, all you have to do is take this pill and you're okay. Mm-hmm. And people just take the pill. When you come along and say, hey, you know, if you drink such and such and juice and get rid of this, this, and this, you know, you probably don't have to take that pill. You're not credible to me. You're not credible. Yeah. You're not a doctor. You know what I mean? The, the doctors won't, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm telling my mom, like, you know, mom, you need to stop eating this, eating that, and eating this. She was like, well, you know, the doctor said I can eat bacon. <laughs> I said, well, mom, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? What, what, I said, mom, you think they really want you to get better? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Right. The money ain't in the cure. The money ain't in the treatment. In the treatment. So that's right. when money in the medicine. So, but, right, how much common sense does it take to say that the money is not in the yeah. cure since yeah. treatment? So why don't we see what's going people. on with cancer? Why we keep supporting running? Right. 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 How many people been running? Yeah. How many right. people got to yeah. run, man? Man, so, I had that same conversation with my mother right before she passed. Like, mom, if you just start juicing, if you just start and stop this, and if you start eating this, you start doing this, you don't have to take this medicine. I said, mom, the doctors is not giving you this medicine to cure you. They're giving mm-hmm. you this medicine to keep you coming here. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart when one day I took her to the doctors and we were just, the doctor was discussing, okay, this is what you need to do. You're going to take this medicine. You're going to take this, blah, blah, blah. So then I said to the doctor, well, you know, if she does this and she does that and the cancer goes away, I didn't say it was, I said, if the cancer goes away, before I can even finish my sentence, the doctor said, oh no, the cancer will never go away. Mm. She'll always have cancer until the day she dies. What? And my, I looked at my mom. <laughs> what? And, hey, that's not funny. I'm like, God, no. no I looked at my mom. Right. I looked at her. <laughs> and I said, well, who are you to say that? 
anything can happen. I'm not a religious person, so I didn't even want to say, well, God can die and die because that's not where that that wasn't where my heart was at. But who are you to tell someone that they're gonna always have this ailment? You know, when we've seen cases, scientific cases, where people have changed certain things in their life and got rid of ailments. Why do I have to put a whole bunch of preservatives and a whole bunch of vac- uh, shit in my body that you don't even know what the fuck it is and you don't even you can't even tell me which each individual ingredients will do to my body three right. years, ten mm-hmm. years, twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to put that into my body? Uh, well, you know what though, uh, we talked about this earlier, and I was talking about Angelo and uh, going on with time. My nephew Angelo was progressing perfectly. My sister took him to get his shots. You know, he was crawling. He was doing all this other stuff. All of a sudden, he just got... I noticed he started getting scared to even sit up. And he would just clench up when he was sitting Mm -hmm. up. It really stunted his growth. Now, I'm very proud of him now because he got his own apartment. You know, he doing his thing. You know, his whole dream was... that. You know, and and shout out to her her, her dad. Uh, He like an uncle to me. You know, we got different dads. But uh, Sam, you know, he worked with Angelo to get him there. But a lot of this stuff changed. When during the Reagan and Bush administrations, first Bush administrations, they changed the FDA's approval process. Mm-hmm. See, before you had to spend 20, 30 years in clinical trials in order to even test on a human subject. It was just considered immoral. You know, even though the government did the Tuskegee experiment, they did the stuff in St. Louis where they released gases and got the people uh-huh. sick. Then y'all all know about chemtrails, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. There's certain covert things going on. But the FDA had a method, a modus operandi of how things got approved before it was given to the public. During those administrations, Oliver North and all those people, they changed it. Mm-hmm. And what happened is they were now allowed to experiment on you. So that's why you see, did you get sick with Ambilify? Well, if you did this and you got this, you can now sue. Do you think you have mesothelioma? If you did, now you can sue. Did you take Prozac? If you did right now, you can sue. So what happened is... The companies know that their medications might have this, this, and that. As long as they admit to that, mm-hmm. they're okay. But like you said, there's a court that you go to in order to get the money. What I hope you do is outline how people can go get that money. Because there's people that have autistic children that they don't know what the recourse is, how I can go That's back and right. get it. I wish but I they, knew that. But they I took wish it, I even knew. But they took it from having clinical trials to now they're experimenting on you. Right. And, and why, do you, think, no why, why do you think there's a pharmaceutical industry? Why do you think they have pharmaceutical reps? They go, here's a new thing. Get your, get your people hooked on that. The whole opioid crisis was born out of this whole thing. See, the more that they, the dominant society plans to destroy you, the more they end up effing up their own people. Yeah. So every every trap that you set for me, you're going to fall in. When you set a trap for an elephant, make sure you dig it deep enough. Ooh. Marcus Johnson said, what up, y'all? Work, I see y'all. Uh, Otis Holt went on to say, no mistake. What's up, when Marcus? Gates talks about making people healthier... What he is really talking about is enforcing the mandatory rollout of the range of experimental vaccinations. The same vaccines that have already caused mass sterilization and death of multiple continents. T.C. Poppy went on to say, we all have cancer cells, but they are triggered by enzymes in food. And yes, T.C., you know what, man, you're going to be okay because he's getting a biopsy done this month. You know, I'm sending love out to my cousin. I ain't, we ain't claiming that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be all right. I know that's um, right. But y'all mentioned healthy cures. Uh-huh. Why is it anytime somebody that looks like us, we have to prove, prove, and prove? 
But when somebody else from a dominant society says, do this or take this, you take it like it's gospel. Yep. At this point, yep. we need to start realizing that we had the cure before. The, the stuff you call seasoning, thyme, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, any type of extracts yep. that we're using for our food, that's medicine. What they do is they take, the, they take natural things and they put it in cornstarch and all this other stuff, grind it up, and they, they, they make it a, a, a cure. Dilute it. They dilute it. And what does Layla Oil Africa say? Once you extract something from something, mm -hmm. it becomes a controlled substance. It is now a drug. That's why sugar is a drug. That's mm -hmm. why flour is a drug. They took the natural way Say that things this. go through. Say this. If you want to know how to heal yourself, listen to people like Lay Lower Africa, mm -hmm. Dr. Sebi. These people had certain things that were right. You know, European, they take things, the European medical industry takes things, bastardize them, and then they sell it back to you. Just like they took your Bible and they sold it back to you. I like to share, I like to share uh, some a health, a health uh, remedy. trend, remedy, that I came upon. Now, lately I've been using this thing since we're talking about health, and I feel like if you can get, if you can start feeding your kids this, that you can certainly help them with ailments and and get away from all that vaccination. Mm -hmm. So I ran into this thing called sea moss, purple sea moss. It basically it just uh, it's a plant, a herb, and it looks like wheat. And you just uh, soak it, and and once you soak it, it, it expands, and it's a little process you got to do to it. But basically, I'm putting this in my shake every day. I get me get up, and he makes us a shake, fruit, and you can't even taste it. And within two weeks, I'm telling you, I notice a difference in every aspect of my body, my skin, my energy, my internal, my hair. My nails, everything, because I've been using it internally and externally, just to, okay. you know what I'm saying, to see what you're going to do. And I recommend that for everybody. It's called Purple Sea Moss. But there ain't no doctor telling them about it. They don't want to hear it. And was, real quick, what <laughs> someone said, the Greek word pharmakia can be translated into either the use of the administration of drugs or poisoning. In the Persis Greek-English lexicon, the word pharmakia is defined as the use of drugs Potions, spells, poisoning, and rich and rich <laughs> A variant of the word pharmakia is defined as to suffer the effect of drugs. In these cases, the emphasis will be on using plants, ointments, tinctures, not for healing, but to allow a person to connect to the spirit world aside from the Lord for use in demonic witchcraft related ceremonies and other diversions. That have nothing to do with God. Actually, so. it all has to do with God. But that's another story. Another day. I really want to touch on real quick, though. Yeah, because we got to your it. original, what you, what you asked about people's mindset when it comes to things like this. And I think some of it has to, when I talked about the indoctrination, but I think some of it, is, it's, it has to do with shame. You know what I mean? I know I got all my shots. You know, go, Mom, that's what she, this is what they did. Right. You, you, the doctors come, you know, we was on welfare. Right. So they made sure. <laughs> we got our shots, you well, know that's what I mean, what that's, that's and, and that, now. and you yes. know, that's the mentality that you go back when, you, like you said, if you in Cleveland public schools, they they tell you to get your shots, you know, and, and they all and they're pretty convincing too. Actually, my I, the last time I took my sons as they was older to the doctor, and he was like, well, you know, you have to take them, bring them back in six months, and they have to get this shot and this shot, and I know better, <laughs> you know, but I'm still thinking like, damn, 
maybe I shouldn't bring him back to get the shot. You know, and it's, it's like the the mindset of people is just, you know, it's hard to get people out of the thought process of this is not how, mm-hmm. let's do things mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. This is not the way it's supposed to go. I think right. people, it it's hard to get people to, you know, like we, we consider ourselves thinkers. You know what I mean? You give me something, I'm going to say, hmm, I never thought of that like that. You know what I mean? Let me go back and think on the ones. People, uh, people tend to get defensive, mm-hmm. especially when somebody who looked like them is giving them information. I think Riz made a good point on that. If it was, or, you know, somebody else, a doctor or somebody else, then they were like, oh, they're taking the heart because it's you or me or somebody else. It's like, ah, what'd you do? You read that in some article. That ain't right. I'm going to go to the doctor to get my high blood pressure pill. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is definitely true. I just want to say from your point, like you you pointed out, um, this doing the wrong thing early can start you on a path to a bunch of other wrong yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering with our awareness, because truthfully, they want to inject our babies um, as soon as they come out the womb. They got yeah. some ready for mm-hmm. them the next yeah. couple of days. So if we if we allow this within a week of birth, okay. Who's something and we don't happen. and then how many mothers you know that really knew the ingredients like yeah. how, said, how many tell, people would have agreed if they nobody, knew that it was and nobody's DNA. able to tell you what's in this ingredients the I doctors would, can't because they're not trained on that no, I, they don't know they're just i went to the doctors a few weeks ago and i wasn't getting the vaccination for anything i mean they was trying to give me a vaccination but the mm-hmm. doctor said have you gotten your flu shot and i'm like no and they're like well why i'm like well can you tell me what's in the flu shot and the doctor, she couldn't. And she stumbled on her words and she mm-hmm. couldn't tell me. Right. She said, well, I can print it out for you. No, you can't. I'm good. I don't want no flu shot. Well, Lisa, and then, who's Shalira Taylor? Who's Shalira Taylor? So, um, Shalira Taylor is a good friend and longtime colleague. And currently, she is um, running for Congress. And um, up against our current uh, congressional district leader, which is Marsha Fudge. Right. right. Okay. Mm. So, um, but... The, the issue that I want to say, the whole thing is, whether wherever you fall in, what you think about the vaccine, vaccinations or your awareness level, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you don't we want, as a people, to reserve our right to refuse what is being pushed mm-hmm. on us? Yes. I mean, we all know that the pharmaceutical industry is making money for each one of these drugs. Legalized drug dealing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't want it, like, I mean, my whole thing is I wanted to be as natural as I could. It wasn't just... That it was in as many ways yeah. as I could, period. You know, how come I, I just want to reserve my right to refuse what is constantly being pushed on us? And I'm saying they lost it in California. And right now, that's the reason why I'm on this show is because I want people in Ohio to understand that right now, um, you know, the next bill, what is it? It's called 25, it's called HR 2527. I shared it inside the thing, HR 2527. Check it out. It's saying vaccinate yeah. all, the name tells you Vaccinate all children act of 2019. That's all I needed to hear because wow. the thing is like, um, my kids are healthy. We haven't had any problems. My we haven't been stuck in too. the hospital mm-hmm. like my a lot of people. Health, healthy yeah. too. And even across the street from me, I have neighbors who said the same story you did. We knew our kids was fine. Oh, also, I want to say in my heart, oh my gosh, I want to introduce, I wish people, if you're interested about this subject, look into this movie that's out. It's the only movie, um, or there's two, that have even breached the subject called Vaxxed, okay? The first one is called Vaxxed. The yeah. second one is called uh, Vaxxed, The People's Truth. And um, these are a bunch of families who told the same story, like you said, of people who knew their kids were fine. They took them, they seen 
what would happen they want to speak out they're angry they seem conscious that they know what happened with the vaccination and then my thing is where are where's the people of color where's the diversity because i only heard these sad stories mm -hmm. from a certain group and and like you said it's it's not just in that group mm -hmm. so how come wow. where are we getting everybody else and also you know why, who doesn't right now i know people are like off the political process a lot of times you know and i really want to appeal to the young people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about <laughs> to say look man if, if you want to have the right over your voicemail own body, locked up sorry in the future you're gonna have to um actually believe in this voting process only this is the only way we're going to be able to avoid them saying hey the law says you got to do it if you want public yes, school indeed. like rich said yes, you might indeed. say to hell with public school but what if you can't yeah oh wow call a call back we and just the, had a call it's like to america call for real five, five, six numbers, they say it's the land of the free you have your own free choices but you really don't because we have the choices that they give us right you know yes yeah. it's, it's like and it's very misleading and if you it don't is. do that extra miles of research like you obviously have and you're conscious of it, then you can just fall in the group, you know, and just want the latest medicine or latest little drug they got out here. Everybody talking about Tamiflu. And people say, oh, I got the flu. I'm going to get my Tamiflu. Nope. Great. <laughs> Sounds good. You so are did you read about those adverse reactions? to the full disclosure Ooh, show. Dan Lamont Rams the first. Thank you. Baba Riz Green, Dick Dasty, Lisa Lisa, Little Lady of the House, special guest, Miss Alicia. Hey, What's try, up now? Yeah. Call that call back you have reached the oh, voicemail. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and move on, man. We're going to we get back to it. We're trying to get you, yeah, Lisa, Thank you Lisa. for calling in. Oh, okay, so I want to discuss. Oh, can I real quick before I'm done? I just want to make sure if anybody is interested to know more um, about this bill, H.R. 2527, that's the name of it, Vaccinate All Children, please uh, go to the website and check that out. And also, please check out my homegirl, Shalira Taylor. I share her link. Many people uh, can't even fathom supporting her because she is a Donald Trump supporter. Oh, my God. But I'm going to tell okay. you. It's my okay. thing is right now everybody who uh, who's looking at this as if it's um democrats against republicans or whatnot i need people to understand that these bills are going to take away our rights to refuse um different interventions and right now currently in the united states of america it's the democrats who are all endorsing this bill now i am not political I'm really not endorsing the bill to take They're away your endorsing rights. Endorsing the bill that's going to take away our rights to refuse. So, which means if I can't refuse vaccinations and still send my kids to public school, my kids won't be in public school because mm. there's no amount of anything that's going to make me say what I know is poisonous or harmful for my kids. I'm going to accept it. Yeah. Okay, we'll right. be running off to right. some other country. So, oh. my name is Alicia Zion. <laughs> Um, I will be also Shalira Taylor has a wonderful fundraiser coming up at the uh, Chicago Chicken and Waffles on January 15th. Um, please look into her. The reason why I'm saying that is because I know that she feels as passionately as I do about uh, keeping our rights. And so why not just give her a chance to hear what she got to say because I think it's a lot of confusion. But what's most important to me is my blood and my family. And then I can get into those other other yeah, things of yeah. whether we'll ever be um, um, able to get our reparations. That's what the bank is. Well, we ever, I don't know if I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be last to get that. But that's okay. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming. So, I want to talk about the dynamics of domestic violence, the abuser, and the victims. Um, it seems as if I was just recently watching the R. Kelly documentary mm. and 
you know, I'm not going to get into that because a lot of people haven't seen it, but it's really touching and it really broke my heart. And it got me to thinking, like, some of the women kept going back. And it got me to thinking, like, me, myself, because I am a, a survivor, I guess we can say. I don't really like to label myself as a survivor or a victim. But a survivor of domestic violence. I've been in my own domestic violence situation. But you're, when, you're, when you are being abused, not all the time and not everybody, it seems as if they keep going back and they keep enduring this abuse. And it got me to thinking, like, are we really addicted to being mistreated? Because some of the women were saying, like, oh, I grew up and this is how I was treated. I was treated negatively. So when I went and he treated me like this, it was normal. So in that case, it was normal. But you had those situations where you got these women that are strong. Oh, I'll never let a man do this. If a man do this, and I'm going to do this. But yet and still, you got this man and he keep knocking you upside your head and you keep taking it and going back. He's beating you in front of your kids and you let him back in the house once you get out. And I'm not speaking on the women that have situations where it's a whole layer, you know, you got to go change your identity and all that. I'm not speaking on those situations because you're in a, you're in a situation where you may not be able to get away easily as someone else. But what about those women that can just get up and pack their stuff and leave? And once they get Tyrone out, they let them back in. Why do you keep letting this man back in and knock you upside your head? And I'm not um, demeaning anybody because, like I said, I've been in that situation where I was abused. Mm -hmm. And the fool got out and my ass let him back in. Mm -hmm. And it took a couple, took a couple tries, but that last try was going to be the last try because at that moment I felt like it was either me or him, literally. Somebody got to stay alive to tell the story, and it's going to be me. Yeah. So, and it had me to think back like, damn, I think I might have been addicted to being mistreated because I, had, I hadn't had an understanding of what being treated well was at that moment. Y'all had a, uh, a crazy life, you know, crazy childhood growing up. So I felt like me growing up and having that energy growing up, I brought that energy into my life. You know, um, and I think sometimes that be the situation where people be in certain situations growing up, you might get molested, you might get raped, and then you grow up and you find a man and in your mind you're trying not to find that type of man that you grew up with so if that's your father mistreating you or your uncle mistreating you in your mind you're going to find a man that doesn't do that but really you attract that type of man and you keep going back to that man and i just don't i want to just discuss those dynamics of abuse yeah. Can I go ahead? Oh, I, yeah, I know, yeah, but yeah. for myself, I, boy, you said a mouthful. I um, I also have experienced uh, abuse, and I'm sure I feel like what's the percentage of us as women who have been abused, mm -hmm. right? Um, not just mentally, physically. However, mm -hmm. I think I experienced every different part of it, and then also I think I was the person who didn't just want to receive it. I try to deal with it and move forward. Maybe part of it is the fact that um.
it's love. It's, I think we try to love people, other people, more than we love ourselves a lot of times. Yeah. You know, and, and we want to. And our, it's just our human nature as women. We have forgiveness, right? And we have this love. And we, we it's easier for us to give it to somebody else than give it to ourselves. We yeah. don't forgive ourselves. We So, um, you know, why do we do that? I, it's, it's so psychological. But a big part of it is like if we don't accept these men, because it's so. But I want to say black man. If you love a yeah, black that's man. that's what we do. I know. Um, if you love a black man, and then we know right now what all of us have went through. Ancestralized. What we talking about? What's passed down to us with, the, with through the DNA. And we know our pain and suffering. It's so easy. It's That's a part of why we're able to just forgive it and look past it. Because we know the pain. We want to see them um, doing better if it's not just old or just acting out. We always see the good side, right? We're mm-hmm. like, well, hey, he did this wrong, but we he's good because he yeah. did all these other and things. And he paid the bills. Well, right. I mean, I think we see some good parts, hopefully, if we try to mess with somebody in the first place. It wasn't just that situation, but I don't. That's a real good question. Did anybody, <laughs> did anybody answer? Because I want to know, truthfully. I think that we have... Um, Psychological reasons. I mean, why some people are codependent. You know, what what resonated with me, which I said, and it's not just abuse. You know, it's like if you grow up in a dysfunctional family, and you, you know, right? What what (laughs) happens? That's what I'm saying. What happens is your view of what love is kind of gets skewed. You know what I mean? And it's like even with so, with 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 love is like you know I've seen you know my mother wasn't. I didn't grow up. My mother wasn't physically abused, but she was verbally abused. Like, you know, I, my stepdad used to, you know, make fun of her and laugh at her. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know, you had always had that uncomfortableness, you know, because he would laugh and, you know, like, it's not that funny, but you're a kid. You know what I mean? These things, especially when you get abused young, I think they, 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 they pervert your sense of what love is. So when a man, like, like somebody said, like a woman is real jealous. We think she real jealous because she loved me. Oh, she loved me because she want to know where I'm at. She put GPS tracker on my car. Ain't that sweet? She loved me. That's not love. You know, but that's some people's interpretation of love. And I think it's, it's the same, too, with abuse. Where if a man ain't knocking me upside my head or calling me out my name, then he don't really love me. You know, and and so, and, and then, too, like, you like plus your abuser is also the person that's, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. You made me do that. And then, so it's, it's that conundrum, like, he loved me, but Nobody's he knocked me upside my head. Because it's like, you know what, when I leave him, then now I got to do this all by myself. Or yeah, that's who knows if I'm going to ever find somebody, because truthfully. Oh, I got all these what? kids. Uh-huh. He didn't make me have all these babies. Well, I read, I had actually read an article when it was saying how women who are hesitant to go out on their own because of the financial strain. Like, you know, so they stay. And abusive yeah, marriages, just incapable, right? They, well, it's, it's more of a, they're afraid to, because okay. when you've been taken care of, and mm-hmm. you know that's that Stockholm syndrome. You know what I mean? I've been, I don't want to. I'm, I'm. I, you find every excuse not to leave. You know, you try to look for reasons. Like you said, well, you know, he 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 go through this. He, you know, he got it rough at work. You know, you find try to find reasons to stay because I think that love is kind of twisted up for people who actually go back to the abuse. Like, you know, if you don't, you know, you usually have low self-esteem. People don't, like you said, you don't love yourself. So then you're going to accept 
things that you a person that like nah, uh, uh-uh. you know what I mean? Ain't not gonna you're not gonna take it. So it's definitely psychological. Dick Dashley. <laughs> you know, I, I I got a whole different take on that. Um, it's the same but different. Like you know, it's good to hear you know y'all stories because that gives other people strength that might be going through it right now to know um, you know that they they see two strong women who went through it and survived it. Um, but in addition to that, sometimes abuse can be benign. You don't even know you're being abused. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. So, it takes the so, consciousness. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you like, you try to explain it away, male or female. I would say with females, it's, it's a little bit more evident because people tend to speak up for y'all. Like, hey, you shouldn't be taking that. You shouldn't do this. But it happens with men, too. And a lot of times these men are embarrassed that they're in these relationships. But you have people abuse you, bad attitudes. Women can abuse you with sex, with holding, you know. Now you you doing things to compromise yourself as an individual because you're being punished for something you don't even know you're doing. Or it could be somebody just getting at you. The whole thing comes back to how much do you love yourself. Now, that's why it's important for us to make sure we instill our children with a level of self-love and to understand that disrespect, whether overt or rather subtle, is still disrespect. And it shouldn't be tolerated. Think about this. You have these people in Hollywood, they seem to get in relationships, in and out of relationships real quick, right? Because they know their self-worth. Daily, they're having thousands of people adoring them and trying to come come on to them. Mm -hmm. So they know I don't need you. Mm -hmm. I think that as a regular person, you have to almost take that attitude. You are Oprah. You are Jay-Z. You are LeBron. You are whoever you put your mind into. And and think about it. If you're on an airplane, let's say you were on an airplane with Tyler Perry, right? And y'all having a good time. You got an idea for a screenplay. And you say, Tyler, you know, I got this screenplay, blah, blah, blah. But you say something to offend him. Y'all, ch- y'all exchange numbers. You say something to offend him. Do you think he's going to call you? So why are you calling people back who offend you? Now, let's say somebody referred you to Oprah Winfrey, right? Mm-hmm. And Oprah said, you know what? Okay, I want to see what Derek's talking about. I'm going to get Derek a chance. You know, I heard you want to be on my squad. Hey, hey, Derek, this, this is Oprah. Oh. How are you? Derek, give me a call back. But, but but you, you but you miss it, right? He miss it, right? Mm. So Oprah say, you know what? Well, maybe he missed my call. Hello, Derek. This is Oprah. Give it. So you miss it, right? Now you listen to your because we we all listen to voicemails late as hell. I know I'm, I'm horrible oh, with it, right? Right. So you listen to it four days later. You think Oprah gonna ever pick your call up again? So why are we picking up the calls? Why are we forgiving people for transgressions? I ain't saying be mean, but have a self-importance about yourself. I'm just as important as anybody else. So once you start taking that attitude toward things, you eliminate a lot of bullshit out of life. You're just as important as anybody else. You don't have to put up with that. You you are spectacular. A person should be pitching yourself because they got you in their life. I got to be honest with that one now. Like, because I'm very forgiving. And I really don't feel disrespected by little slights like what you just brought mm-hmm. and the thing. Because, you know, love don't really work like that. It can't call on the right with all at least XP. So it was easier for me to just let a lot of slights go in my abusive situations than that. You're too busy. You, you got too much going on. I got, that you got I, to and so it didn't seem like um, low self-esteem. I felt like I had the ultimate. I'm I'm self-sufficient. You know how many I'm guys probably this watching this right now? Like, hey, well, what's your name? What's your name again? You talk about you talk about why you were in the abusive relationships. Yeah, without but if you But if you think 
Well, just say when you met the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, what red flags did you ignore? Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. At the beginning. what yeah. red, And that's what he's speaking to in the dating scene. Like you said, you're a celebrity. Hey, you know, you, 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 oh, I, I'm, I'm on to the next. Yeah, I got you know what I mean? And, and instead of when, when people are looking for something, a lot of times we put it in somebody that's not there. And then you, you, you end up, yeah, you end up, you've seen the red flag. You've seen, uh, but you just, you, you, you ignored it. You put it because you wanted, you, you know, you wanted it's something like from that person. going on with the celebrities now. Their stuff is not working out either. No, nah, that's so what I'm saying. Them, they saw the red no. flags about, like, I mean, see, whoever picked Brad Pitt, it was some, he had some red flags too. <laughs> it didn't work out. It, but that money, hey. that money helped hey. it to be legitimized. It seemed like we, that's a big Part of, part of now, nobody perfect. And remember, everybody wanted Beyonce like they like they they was married to Jay Z. Your ass ain't married to Jay Z. It's oh, a lot harder to walk oh. away from a billion dollars than you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say that. Right. Say that. Right. That's Girl, I was like, he got yeah. two more times to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that ain't nothing. You messing up all the time. I'm just gonna, man. I'm just gonna start wearing a hockey mask yeah. just so but it don't hurt as bad. You know what? But the thing is too. It, it goes on both sides, and I, and I believe a lot of that. If we're talking from my perspective, because I'm a black man in America, America abuses us, but we still love America. You know, no matter how much we say we have discourse with this, this, or this, we still feel like a lot of us this is the greatest country in the world. Because where else could you learn I don't know. I'm not to to, to fight against the machine like oh. you can in this country? Some country we couldn't have this show; we'd be killed the minute this show ended. Right, Ooh. right. You gone. Did, were you, the full disclosure. So what you disclosing? Right. So we had to have <laughs> Hold on. I'm disclosing secrets. I'm disclosing your head off your shoulders. That's what my two. So great comparison. So so the thing is, you know, yeah, you you don't dislike. It's just like anything. We don't hate anything, but we we know it ain't all good. So what we're doing is a lot of times we're pointing out the bad in the relationship. We saying, okay, we like you, America. We dating you. The sex is good, but this is what I need. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know too, man. A, a lot of a lot of relationships are adversarial in, in its core, anyway. You know what I mean? Even if there's no necessarily abuse, I see a lot of. You know, we come into these relationships with our guard up already. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're we ready to, you know, ready to point out what you. And a lot of that is from past abuse, past. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? A lot of that is like, so you done, you done been through this and been through that. Now we 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 trying to poke holes through your armor. You trying to poke oh. holes in my armor. So we we fighting emotionally. You know what I mean? And well, what about people who don't think they deserve better? And they like, wow, you too good for me. I can't poke anything in you, so I'm going to sabotage this relationship. I've been there before, too. too. Well, do y'all think that, I mean, when we talk about ancestral, you know, I don't know what you want to say, spiritual things, that maybe we have these attitudes or these predispositions before we even became conscious to try to date or whatever. We already got these issues within us, which I kind of was thinking like, well, Maybe just slavery got everybody fucked up. Men <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we got so yes, much backed do. up stuff. Yes, and then we keep no, looking at you each know other what? trying to say we supposed to be up to par with everybody who didn't go through slavery. How the fuck can we do that? I, I think ah. I think I'm and speaking from my speaking from my perspective, it's it comes with self love. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of it. part of the whole thing about slavery was the brainwashing that took place upon us to get us to hate ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? And that we perpetuated that. And I know with me, coming into the knowledge of self helped me to love myself. It still took a while, but coming into the knowledge of self and knowing my background as an African, as a black man in this world, and knowing what they did to try to remove, you know what I'm saying, our knowledge of that.
Yeah. It helped me. It helped my self-esteem. Right. You know that's what I mean? True. And then later on in life, you know, coming into trying to coming into learning to love myself. Learn, and then when you come to love yourself, you become love. Then you understand your value. And then you get to a point where, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, you you fought wrong. Nah, I can't deal with you. And, and I, you know what I'm saying? It, it was a point like I was at a point where I was single for 10 years. And I was fine. I wasn't looking for anything. I, I was just being me. I was being a better person. I was learning myself. It was a great experience. I mean, anybody that go from relationship to relationship to relationship, you don't know yourself. Right. You 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 learning about what that other person like and what they want. You know, what, what, I, I want to turn the water off because they don't like that water running. <laughs> but then you don't know who you what you like. I don't mean to interject, but how about the people? They got a new boo every few weeks on Facebook. This your new boo. I want to know what happened in the last relationship. You was posting Ooh. all these pictures. You talk about your relationship. I want to know why y'all broke up. And then you see me. You got four. Ten years single, you really got in touch with yourself, huh? <laughs> Paul met <and> Christina. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. no, you did. Yeah, I did go there. Can I say? I might date myself you know later. what? I feel. I don't, is everybody a parent here? <laughs> yes. Everybody. Okay. You know, when we say where we got to with our consciousness, as far as love, and we realizing that really that's all we want, right? Mm -hmm. So we figure it out for ourselves. Did our consciousness get to the point where we really realize that that's how we want to focus on raising our kids so that they, we want to raise them to have self-love. That's the mm -hmm. number one most important yeah. thing. It is. It like, is. Do, do really we is. really push, True do we really support it in the same way? It makes me come to that kind of, it makes me think of the debate amongst the white and black mama kind of when you think of how the difference in raising I mean, yeah. the kids and then the the, the the stark contrast of the mama they you know they want to make the black mama the one that's constantly beating somebody in the store and what the hell well, real I'm quick, not real quick, I, real quick I was just part of this mean? this conference right and, and uh, <laughs> when we were talking about word. spoiling you, people were talking about spoiling their kids spoiling yes and this is a concept you don't really hear white people say don't spoil your kids don't spoil your kids you hear Black, you know, is is a thing that we Mantra. grew up. Mantra. Like, don't give your kid too much love. Don't, you hold, know, your don't hold your kid. That don't. Was a yeah. Have you actually one. verbally heard that? I heard it Me. over when and over and that. over. When I was oh, yeah, my put kids, that kid my kids down. Were babies, they was telling me, my family members were telling me, don't hold your baby too much because you gonna spoil him. Because my son, yeah, I have heard that down. especially my firstborn, like my son, I used to carry him with me everywhere. Like I sleep with him, like he was a baby doll. Yeah. I put him on my chest. Yeah, you know, that's I, slave mentality. I cook you know what? That's a real story. That's slave mentality. I was raised by a white woman, and it wasn't a month, It wasn't no amount that was too much. And then, and but what you said the at point. the same that's token, exactly. I had relatives that was raising um, the infants at the same time, and they were saying how they were looking at my white mother. How the hell are you still nursing her at this age? How you, yeah. you know, she ever We are, that's that slave shit. We are encouraged to take her, our kids her, down and, and the pick their kids community, up. In the Hispanic community, their kids be seven years old and they still be pushing their babies and holding their babies and, you know, like really, yeah. really mothering, like really clingy, not clingy, but, you know, right. always feel, with them. You yeah. know what part, but hold on, how about the one, cool. that's the thing too. We got to correct here. our kids on a different here. level because society uh -huh. is yeah. on a different level. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like the abuse that I endured growing up really stagnant my ability to love. So I didn't know how to love for a long time, and that includes 
my kids. I didn't really understand how to love my kids. Now, I love my kids now, and I understand how to love them now, but I think the effect of me not knowing how to love them before has, now I'm trying to undo that because I didn't get it uh-huh. growing up. And I didn't know. I knew it was, what I was getting wasn't love, and I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it was. All I just knew is that love is not supposed to feel like this. So how do I get the the feeling of love? And I didn't get it until I got out on my own and had to go through things. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have learned a different way at a different time in my life. But I feel like it has helped me to know and grow, you know, it did help me not to accept certain things. Once I started to love myself and started to be like, okay, something ain't right. And it's got to be me. What am I doing to attract the negative effects of love? And it was that law of attraction. I'm attracting negative love. And the reason why I'm attracting negative love is because what I was taught was love was not love. It's not love. Hey, we got a call in. You on a full disclosure show? Hello. Hello. Is that Kevin? Oh yeah. How you doing? I couldn't hear you. It wasn't clear. Hey, there you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you on a full disclosure show? Is this Kevin? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Uh, we hear I'm you had it. Yourself. Hey, we we we're wonderful. We're wonderful. What was your comment, Kevin? Yeah, so my comment was, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Hey, turn turn yeah. the sound off your computer. Turn, turn the sound off your computer. You turn the speaker down, too? Yeah, I got, like, a lot of feedback, so I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Just turn turn the sound off your computer, Kevin. Turn your, your turn your sound down. Okay, I'm looking now. Okay, go ahead. What was your comment? Well, first of all, I want to thank God for them sisters that made it through the abusive relationship. That's that's amazing. We thank God that you're still here. There's a lot of cases that uh, wasn't so lucky. Yeah, that's right. But I, I I want to come maybe from a a, a little twist on things um, and put a little just a little notch on it because um god has a plan for your life and the devil has a plan for your life as well so he knows when to send that abusive person to you it's not by chance that you get this person at the time that you get it the bible says that a curse can't come for no reason so he knows i got her time i got where she would take this guy in and excuse an abusive hit or abusive conversation at the time, you could be low at that time. You could be real forgiven at that time. Whatever time it is in your life that that happened, it wasn't that guess. The devil don't have time to guess because his time is limited. So, so it's that synchronized attack. I got her at this right point, send in a bomb. It's one of those kind of uh, uh, things that goes on. So it's not by chance. And it's in one of those situations, you got to thank God that you made it out. 
And hopefully we can learn from our mistakes. Some people get a bad one and kind of maybe just associate all love with, with hits and things like that. But thank God for you sisters and thank God that y'all gonna be on this show helping other people learn from it. But we can't just group everybody's situation of how they got in because everybody's situation of being in a bad relationship is different. That's so true. So you, I That's mean, so would you say for the um, abuse, because to me, slavery, slavery in itself was abuse, right? Yeah. It was abuse. So was that also, that was something that we needed to experience so that we could get to this time that we are going to be able to hopefully flourish from the experience, you mean? I mean, just okay. in comparison, because there's a lot of different abuse happening, but I'm just thinking historically when we look at it big, not only just what was going against women, but if all abuse is like something that was timely by God, is that to say? Yeah, so you're saying that God was uh, giving us hope by having us enslaved for 400 years. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect, Kevin. I appreciate your... Uh, yeah, I appreciate your opinion and everything, but I have to totally disagree. I feel as if a God would not let anyone endure abuse from anyone to teach them a lesson or to give them hope or anything. No, no, like no. That. I wasn't saying that God is, God didn't send abuse to person to you. I said the devil has a plan for your life as well. And the mm -hmm. devil knows when to send a person your way. Not God. Okay. God didn't send nobody abusive or harmful to you. But good. God has a plan for your life, and the devil has a plan for your life. So a lot of times we ignore the signs of what God's saying. We do what we want to do. We try to party how we want to party. And if you ain't doing it one way, it's another way that's coming. God's not sending nobody in your way to harm for you, to harm you, or hurt you. God loves you. All right. Well, Kevin, you know what? But I'm simply saying that the devil can send people your way too. I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. No, no, you good. Can't call, man. Finish your thought. But you know, um, no, thank you for your call, brother. Um, once again, we appreciate the hey, call. Man, we, hey, we appreciate we the love. And you know, this is not to take discourse to what this brother said. I think that a lot of the stuff he said the, did was founded in love. And whether you have religious beliefs or not, uh -huh. I, I respect the fact that he edified both of y'all mm -hmm. as black women first. Yeah. You know, much, much props to you, Kevin. I think that if we start doing that, and appreciating the people in our lives and appreciating the women in our lives, that's a positive step. Mm -hmm. Whether you're religious or not and you believe what he said or he didn't, I think that the sentiment itself, not the sentiment, but the sentiment itself uh, <laughs> was a great thing. In fact, in fact, that whether it's the devil, whether it's your, your mental stature, whether it's the fact that you experienced abuse before, mm -hmm. whatever your devil is, sometimes we allow things in our life because it's what we used to. And sometimes we, we've right. had evil in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I think what he said is founded in truth. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, if you take it out of context and then you put it to, do I, do I believe in the devil? Do I believe in this? Let's take that portion out of it. I think what he said was founded in truth. Yeah. That, that you know, a lot of times we used to, these, these dualities and the bad things that come along, you don't have to live in that. So I appreciate I the call. I think that was Kevin. a big part of what allowed me to stay in abuse longer was the fact that um, it was like, we weigh the good and the bad about a person in the situation. Mm -hmm. So we're weighing like the good of why we obviously, hopefully it was some love or comfort or something. I'm still alive. <laughs> I mean, I no, it's usually a lot more than that. And then, and then the other person, if you want to bring in the, it, it could be sometimes what's leading people to um, abuse is usually the abuse that they experience. Yeah. But even their situation currently, which 
could be a mental imbalance. It could be something off, you know? And, and so we forgiving it. But who's going to do it if we don't? Who's hey, going to forgive our black man if well, we don't do excuse it? Excuse me, I'm going to interject real quick. Donna Brewer said it was different back in the rescue. Back away. It was different back in rescue in the day. Our parents teach teach us to finish school, then you get married. And then the Bible says you find a spouse, you keep them, regardless of what your spouse did. If so, it's different now. People don't even get married nowadays, and there's no respect to begin with in a relationship. I'm just saying. We could go on on this all night long, man. We're going to have to go ahead and wrap this thing up. The full disclosure show, Derek Lamont wins the first. Baba Rich Green, Dick Dasley, Miss Lisa, Lisa, little lady in the house. And Rich, would you like to uh, uh, and we want to shout we out want to thank our special guest, Alicia Zion. That's what we do. Great show, great show, great show. Happy birthday, Bonita Mitchell. And thank thanks for everybody. All love all day, man. Tell the people you love them. In your life, you love them because tomorrow's not promised. Make sure you stay royal. Peace. Peace.